Welcome to the Healing with Meg podcast. We will be talking all things acne, skin health, hormonal health, and so much more. The mission is women's optimal health. I'll be doing a mix of solo episodes, Q&A sessions, along with having experts, doctors, coaches, estheticians, dermatologists, deep diving into women's health with a focus on skin issues. Let's dive right into the episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking all about the number one acne trigger that I see time and time again. And I'm going to be giving you some tips on how to deal with this particular trigger. So I am sat here, it is now the 2nd of January. Uh, This is the second time I have tried to record this podcast. I I have a neighbour who really likes to sing and... So yesterday my recording was a little bit disturbed. Anyway, (laughs) so I am guessing that most of you know the biggest acne trigger because I've talked about this so many times before, it won't come as a surprise. So this is the, the biggest dietary trigger. Of course, we are talking about sugar and a high glycemic load diet. So we're talking about all the different kinds of sugar and we are also talking about carbohydrates which of course turn into sugar in the body. So in this episode, I wanted to share a little bit about my experience and I think it's really relevant and helpful to share with you this past December because I want to share how easy it is to get on the sugar roller coaster because Usually, I mean, for the past few years, I've been low, no sugar, and that works really, really well for me. It's amazing for my skin, but it's also just amazing for my body in general. I find that my energy levels are a lot better, and I really find that my mood is so much better. Whenever I start having sugar again, or like I go over my limit of sugar, I start getting really irritable. And so what's happened this past December is I I decided, okay, uh, it's December, it's the holidays, I am going to let myself have chocolate and, and different sweet things that I wouldn't usually have. And I don't think it's ever good to get fearful around food. So this has been a good exercise for me because I've been able to... I don't know, just enjoy different foods that I wouldn't usually enjoy. And in the past, I have very easily gotten into a bit of an obsessive type eating where I'm like scared to eat certain things. So it was a really good thing for me to do to bring in different foods in December. So I started bringing in just like the odd square of dark chocolate, like 90% organic dark chocolate. And I really enjoyed that. But what I noticed as the weeks went on in December was that I started craving it every day and I started craving something sweet after every meal. So I started having a bit more chocolate and then I realized throughout the day, oh, I'm craving this sweet, this sweet taste. And that's not something I usually have because most of the time, like I say, I'm low slash no sugar. 
that's how quickly it can happen. That's that's how quickly our habits can form and change. And the good thing about that is that it also shows that we can change our habits quite quickly too. So yeah, I thought I'd just kind of share my experience with this December because the cravings are so strong. It's almost like a hook. So let's focus on acne and sugar. What is going on there? What is happening in the body to trigger acne? So of course, for a lot of people, it won't trigger acne. This is for acne prone people. So obviously this podcast is for people who are acne prone. When we consume any kind of sugar, whether it's processed, whether it's organic, it doesn't matter. And um, when we consume simple carbohydrates, literally any, any kind of sugar, our blood sugar spikes and then insulin also spikes. What happens is excess insulin triggers the hormone IGF-1. Talked about hormone IGF-1 before, it's really important. Insulin and IGF-1 are the hormones that we really want to look at with acne. These are the most important hormones to look at with acne, in my opinion, and then of course androgens as well. Excess insulin triggers the hormone IGF-1, which in turn triggers uh, and increases androgen production. You will have heard of androgens before. And then this increases sebum production. So this, for some people, means increased acne. It's, it's all about that increased sebum production and all the different hormonal things that are going on in the body. And there's now very clear evidence of a link between a high glycemic load diet and the worsening of acne. And then, of course, my personal experience, along with so many of your personal experiences, You've told me so many times that every time that you have sugar or you go you go overboard on the sugar, then a few days later you get um, a ton of acne come up or even just a couple of pimples come up. I know that some people say that sugar has no impact on their skin and maybe it doesn't for that person, but the truth is whenever you eat sugar, it is having an impact on your body, it's having an impact on your hormonal health, the inflammation in your body, and sugar also and sugar also accelerates aging the aging of your skin too so that's what's happening in the actual body when you are eating sugar and the type of sugar does matter but also it doesn't because it's still having that same impact in your body so people will often ask me about fruit and things like honey or a decent type of sugar compared to a refined sugar or the sugar you will find in a candy bar, sweets, uh, donuts and things like that. And that's, it's an important distinction to have. But in all honesty, if you are eating something like medjool dates or dried fruit, they are extremely, extremely sugary. And although it does have things in that are beneficial for you, it's still having the same impact in your body. So if you are wanting to heal from chronic illness, if you are wanting to heal your skin, it can actually be beneficial to stay away from any kind of sugar, just to stop yourself from having that sugary taste all the time and the cravings for the sugar. I've experienced it multiple, multiple times over the, over the years I had acne and 
I remember there was one particular time where I had a couple of donuts and these were super sugary jam donuts. And I remember a few days after that, I thought I'd gotten away with it, but then a few days after, I had such cystic painful acne. And that's just one example. Sometimes there can be a lag between what you eat and then when you when it actually shows up on your skin sometimes it may take a few days sometimes it may actually take a few weeks of consistently eating sugar and sugar and sugar and over consuming sugar and i will say as well it's important to say that whenever i'm talking about cutting down or eliminating any kind of food so including sugar this is not something that you're going to want to do your whole life. You don't want to be having restricted food for your whole life. That's not what I'm saying. The aim is to heal your body as much as possible, to heal your gut, to really support your body and get your diet in a really healthy, healthy place. And over time, what you can do is start bringing different foods back in and it doesn't have the same negative impact that it once did. It's all about coming back to balance and the, the ultimate aim is not to live a life of restriction, of not having dairy and not having sugar and not having all of these things. That's not the aim. It's just that if you are dealing with an issue such as acne, it can be really incredibly helpful to have a period of time, it may be two to three months, where you do an elimination diet and you do cut out these things like sugar. It can be really, really helpful to kind of reset your body, to heal your gut, to heal your body. And then of course you can bring these different things back in and your body should be able to cope with it. We're not meant to live a life of restriction, okay? So for me, personally, I choose to be most of the time low sugar because I know it just works really well for me. And like I said, I just notice how irritable I get when I have sugar. And I think it's just because I end up on this blood sugar roller coaster and then I start getting all these cravings. And I don't know whether this is just me or maybe this is you too, but I struggle to do things in moderation. I either seem to go all in or I'm all out. So when I start to have sugar, I just, I get hooked and I'm I just want more and more and more and then I get cravings and there's no moderation there for me. So I prefer just to be low, no sugar. That works for me and you obviously can find what works well for you. And of course, I do want to take a moment to talk about the hook of sugar and how it really... I think a big part of this is really down to the big food companies that make these food products that are so addictive. Our biology has been hacked by these big food companies. I cannot stress this enough. They know how to make the perfect little sweet treat so that it tastes so good, so that you, one, these foods are not designed to be eaten in moderation. It's so hard to eat these foods in moderation. It is so easy and these foods are literally designed. So donuts, sweets, candy, crisps, chips. These foods are designed to have us overconsume, and then to keep wanting more. It, it is an addiction and it does give us a hit and it makes us feel good momentarily so that we keep coming back for more, we keep spending our money. And this is a big thing when it comes to, especially December, 
Uh, and I know in America it's Thanksgiving and it's Halloween and then of course in December it's Christmas and it's New Year's. Uh, oh, and then it's Valentine's Day where it's big on chocolate. So these companies know how to kind of hijack our taste buds and to hijack our biology so that we are addicted to these things and we spend more money. And in the meantime, our health is kind of declining if we are just eating these foods and over consuming them. And we end up just feeling crappy. And the more crap we feel, the more we want this kind of food. And then it just becomes a vicious cycle and we really have to break the cycle. And I'm gonna talk about that in a minute on, on the tips of how to deal with this particular trigger. So just know that from when you were very young, that you have been marketed to, these companies have marketed to you, they've, they've marketed cereals to you, sugary cereals, Mars bars, all these different kind of sugary foods, and we've completely been hooked by it. So what I'm saying is it is not your fault. It is not your fault and it is not my fault. It is our biology. It's within us to want this sugar. It's a very instinctual part of us to want this sugar. But if we look back and we look at our ancestors, we were never meant to have this much easy access to, to this kind of sugar. We, we were never meant to have that. This is a more modern thing that we have. And I think this is why we do have so many chronic illnesses now is because we have such easy access to highly processed sugary foods. And so many of us do have blood sugar issues. And so many people do not realize that they have blood sugar issues. A couple of signs of, of that you are maybe on the blood sugar roller coaster is one, feeling hangry, getting irritable and, and things like that, and also craving sugar cravings or carbohydrate cravings, especially refined carbohydrate cravings. So it's not your fault, it's not my fault, but what I always like to say is, okay, it's not my fault, that we have been hooked onto sugar. It's not my fault that these big companies have done this, but it is my responsibility to take my health back and to lessen the grip that these big food companies have on me. I don't want to be taken in by them and they're basically trash foods. And in December, of course, I, I did let myself indulge and it's fine, it's absolutely fine. Um, there's literally no blaming and shaming going on. But for me, I wanna feel better. I don't want to feel irritable and I don't want to have all these sugar cravings. So of course it's now the start of January and I am back to low slash no sugar. And I know that this first week of it will maybe be a bit tricky and I'll have the cravings come up, but I know in a week's time, I'll be back to feeling good again and I won't be getting the cravings as much as well. So that's how quickly you can turn things around. It's very easy to develop a sugar habit. It's also very easy, well, not necessarily easy, but it, it can be very quick to turn it around. All you need is a week of having low, no sugar. And then you'll start to think, ah, oh, actually, I'm not even craving it anymore, anymore.
Okay, now I'm gonna go on to the tips because this is really, really important. So I've just got a few tips here. The main one, number one, is to break the cycle, break the habit of having sugar. And the number one thing I can tell you to do is to just not have that food in your house. I'm not saying you have to bin all the stuff you already have. What I'm saying is in your next shop, don't buy the sugary things. If you, if you are wanting to do this and you, you are wanting to follow my advice, if you're not, then do as you wish. But if you are wanting to cut out the sugar and you're wanting to help your skin and your energy levels and things like that, in your next food shop, just don't buy any any of the sugary stuff. Don't buy any of the candy. Don't buy any of the crisps, any of the um, junk type foods. Just don't. If, if it's not necessary, you don't need to buy it. Focus on those whole foods and break the habit. Don't have this stuff in your house. Don't have the chocolate in your house. If it's there, for me, I know if it's there, I will eat it. I cannot resist. So at the moment, um, because it's been Christmas, Paul has uh, quite a lot of chocolate. And even though it's dark chocolate, I've said to him, you cannot let me have this chocolate, all right? Because it's January now and I am probably going to want it, but don't let me have it. <laughs> and you have to be kind of strict with yourself when it comes to that and just don't have it in your house. Okay, so break the sugar habit. Just break it. You can start it today. You can start it tomorrow. I've already started it. I'm just not having, because um, I got into the habit in December of having like a bit of chocolate after my main meal and I've just stopped doing that now. So I'm not having any, you know, any chocolate or anything like that. A second tip, which is really, really helpful is you want to reduce the cravings because if you don't get the cravings, then you're not going to want to have the sugar. So having balanced meals is so helpful. So look at your breakfast, have a savory breakfast that's balanced with healthy protein and fat. That is going to be so, so helpful. One of the things this will do when you have a balanced savory breakfast is it will help to balance your blood sugar levels. So you're not going to have this big drop and then this big craving for sugar. So if you focus on making sure that your meals are balanced with healthy fat and protein and a carbohydrate, ideally a complex carbohydrate, that's going to help so much. Having balanced meals and increasing your veggie uptake. I say this all the time, increase your veggies, increase especially cruciferous veggies, things like broccoli and cauliflower. The third tip is you can bring in certain herbs and spices that are really helpful to manage your blood sugar levels. My favorite one and something which I, I have this every day is cinnamon and not just normal cinnamon. I'm not talking about cassia cinnamon. What you want is true Ceylon cinnamon. I use a brand called Organic Burst and they do true, it's organic, it's true Ceylon cinnamon bark and it's like a powder cinnamon. And I just love, love it. It's so good for your uh, blood sugar balance. And it also gives you a little bit of a sweet taste and that's enough for me if I have a cup of tea and I put my bit of cinnamon in it along with my milk, I don't have dairy milk, so I'll just say that at the moment I'm having uh, almond milk. So I'll have a tea and I'll put in a bit of the cinnamon and that's enough for me to satisfy that uh, sugary sweet taste. 
So cinnamon is amazing, amazing, amazing. And there are plenty of other herbs and spices that are really good as well for blood sugar balances. Just things like cumin and paprika and turmeric as well. Turmeric is great, turmeric's amazing. So you can bring in different herbs and spices like that to help with your blood sugar levels. Um, and then if you are going to have sugar, there's certain things you can do to help avoid the crash and to, to help avoid the, the, the blood sugar spike. So certain things like if you are going to have sugar, have it, don't have it on an empty stomach, have it after your main meal. And just things like the way you eat, so how you pair your food together. And this is the same when I talk about coffee. If you do want to keep coffee in your diet, then instead of having coffee in the morning on an empty stomach, which, especially if you're a woman, can really knock things out of whack, Instead of doing that, how about having your breakfast, having a decent breakfast, and then having your coffee afterwards? And that just buffers the effects a little bit. And it's the same with sugar. If, if you are gonna have the sugar, just make sure you've had like the healthy protein and the fat. And if you're having a lot of carbs, um, carbohydrates also spike your blood sugar, that's, that's normal, but we do need carbs. So I don't ever want to tell anyone to cut out carbs. I love carbs, okay? We need them, especially as women. So if you eat your protein first and then and your fat, and then you have your carbohydrates last, that can be really helpful in avoiding a blood sugar spike. So there's so many different things you can do. Um, but what I would say is, especially at this time of year, after having such a sugary December, first of all, I would just go back to the first point, break the sugar habit first of all, and just spend... 30 days or even just a week or so, just give yourself a break from the sugar and just give yourself a reset. And this is one of the main things we focus on in my online course. This is a course that's coming out very, very soon at the start of January. This is my 30-day kickstart to clear skin online program. So this is 30 days where we really focus on the anti-acne diet and lifestyle. And then we also look at a lot of other things, including detoxification. We look at elimination pathways. We look at different herbs and supplements. And I give you a plan for the 30 days of, of how to do this. I give you recipes and things like that as well. That's gonna be launching very, very soon, early in January. So yeah, coming back to the point, we really do just want to break the sugar habit first and foremost, okay? And this doesn't have to be a forever thing. It's just when we are trying to heal from a chronic issue like acne, it is so helpful to cut out the sugar or to at least reduce the sugar. It is honestly so helpful. I can't emphasize that enough how helpful that has been. That has been the number one thing for me when it comes to uh, healing my skin. One of the biggest things for me has been sugar and blood sugar balance. Because keeping blood sugar balance is also very important for your hormonal health. And this all impacts, it impacts every part of your body. It's not just your skin, it's every part of your body. Okay, so coming towards the end of the episode, I did just want to let you know about my program, which is a 30-day kickstart to clear skin. This is an online program. And this is for those of you that are still having issues with your skin and you probably feel like you've tried everything to heal it and 
nothing really seems to be working and maybe you don't want to take the birth control pill anymore and different things like that. I basically take you through, it, these are in video lectures. It's a self-paced program, but you will have group support. So you're gonna get access to a private Instagram page that's only for members of the 30 day Kickstart to Clear Skin program. And in the 30 days, we are really gonna focus on diet, lifestyle, but not just that, it goes further than just diet because obviously diet is only one part of it. So we're gonna focus on the anti-acne diet, the anti-acne lifestyle, which is very important too. And we're gonna also look at detoxification, your elimination pathways. And the aim is to really get a hold of your skin and take back control of your body and your skin. I've already had a small group of women go through the course over the past couple months at the end of 2021. And there has been some wonderful results that I am so proud of. And I'll be sharing these with you uh, early January. So we've seen a reduction in acne. I have some photos to share with you before and after pictures. And I'm just really excited to share this program with everyone now and to have a big group of you go through it. So if you are interested in that, I know there's there's already about 100 and I think there's 120 of you on the wait list for this program. Um, so what I'm gonna do is you can sign up to the wait list if you go to the link on my Instagram page. I'll also put the link in the show notes for this podcast episode too. So I'm gonna launch it very early January and the doors will be open only for a week. It's not gonna be something that you can access all the time. This is just gonna be a course because I want us all to be doing it at the same time, okay? So there's gonna be a week where you can sign up for it and then the doors will close. So make sure you get on the wait list if you are interested and the doors will be open very, very soon. So I look forward to seeing you in there. If you have any questions about it, uh, send me a message on Instagram or send me an email, meg at healingwithmeg.com. Thank you so much for your support with the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If it has been helpful for you, please share it on Instagram and tag me so that I can see it. And of course, I would love it if you would subscribe and review the podcast, give it a five-star review. That is so, so helpful for me and is just really motivating for me as well to see the reviews and to see you tagging me in things and letting me know that you enjoy the podcast. And yeah, thank you so much. I hope this has been helpful and I will see you in the next episode. Bye everyone. <laughs>